about conspiracies uh let's let's introduce a few conspiracies that turned out to be real as opposed to make-believe i'm going to go through a few because the list is extensive real conspiracies such as the gulf of tonkin incident operation northwoods second iraq war COINTELPRO and pay ultra government poisoning of alcohol during prohibition that killed thousands of americans and of course the spying program that happened in the wake of 9-11 that we know to be true thanks to the efforts of mr Snowden. Uh, this topic, however, is a real conspiracy. Uh, it's flat Earth, uh, the, ball, the ball that we all live on. Uh, some people really believe that this thing is flat, and I'm going to hand it over to Ray, and uh, she's going to get into it. And then we have a guest with us who uh, we'd like to consider our local expert. We're all about local people and their expertise. We brought her in to shed light on this situation. So, Ray, please take it away. Yes, they're going to be taking us all away uh, eventually when flat earth theory drives us all crazy. Um, This is one of the funniest, most hilarious, batshit insane things I've ever heard in my life. And I'm tremendously curious how it's even possible in 2019 that there's even a group of people who believe this. In fact, I thought this is a pose law. They're trolling. It's got to be a troll. Let's set up a website. Let's convince a bunch of people that we think the earth is fucking flat. Um, and I kind of blew it off. And uh, I keep hearing this more and more as certain celebrities that we uh, hear about on their YouTube channels, um, certain infamous uh, jujitsu uh, boxer, some movie now on Netflix where they're interviewing people who really believe that Certain modern theories about the shape of the earth are incorrect. Um, and of course, being a giant Monty Python fan, it's the, uh, the, the rise of the Crimson Permanent Assurance all over again, where the corporate pirates sail themselves right off the edge of the flat earth. So because I was curious, I started kind of looking into how in the hell this could happen. Um, there are some modern problems with the flat earth theory, one of them being, um, we have fucking pictures of it. We have, we have pictures. We have, we, we, we can take pictures. Um, as a, as an, um, astronomical artist, I routinely look at radio photography data and interpret those light waves into shape and color. And, you know, there's a lot of oblate spheroids out there in the universe, a lot of round things floating around, around other round things in kind of roughly round orbits. Round seems to be the way to go. Um, So, you know, as it stands, a couple points, and we we can kind of get into them uh, as we go forward. We've known for a very, very, very long time that the Earth is round. Uh, Aristophanes did this, um, you know, 194 BCE, as they call it now, um, before current era, um, before cocked up era, apparently, because that's what we're living in. Uh, But the idea had been going around for about 500 years before that. People were kind of arguing about it. And Aristophanes was the uh, guy, the the bright idea to first figure out um, how to measure it and how to know that it's round. And I say bright because uh, it's a pun. And it depends very much on 
the sun. So I was thinking about how to explain this because Jay had asked me before we got started today, what's a good way to explain it? And usually when I explain geometry, I use a whiteboard because geometry is a very visual topic. So I looked around and I found some interesting um, information that I thought really kind of boils it down to the most simple but not simpler. So there's uh, Aristophanes and he's hanging out in Alexandria. And at noon, if he sticks a stick in the ground, there's a seven degree shadow at noon. But he hears there's this town some miles away, a little bit south of Alexandria. And in this town at noon, there is no shadow. So he's curious about this. He kind of goes to both places to make sure there's at noon, there is no shadow. And in this town south of Alexandria, or I'm sorry, town south of Alexandria, there's no shadow at noon. And in Alexandria, there's a seven degree shadow. And it's interesting because he does this um, on the summer solstice, which is today. Happy go skate day, all my skater brothers and sisters. And so it should be consistent. So he measures it on the same day to figure out what's going on. And he finds that, in fact, there is a just over seven degree difference. Now, it's important. There's 360 degrees in a circle. So we're going to slice the orange up. What's the third thing that you need to know about your triangle? You need to know how big it is. So they walk. Aristophanes hires a guy to walk the distance between Alexandria and this town that has no shadow at noon. And it's 5,000 stadia apart. Uh, so there's about 800 kilometers. So now he's looking at proportion. 7.2 degrees is 1 50th of 360 degrees. 800 times 500 equals 40,000 kilometers. And just like that, using a stick and his feet um, and a little bit of a bright idea from our wonderful sun, also an oblate spheroid, we know that the Earth is about uh, 40,000 kilometers in size. And actually, we find out later um, he was about 30 kilometers off uh, when we can actually you know, measure it with satellites now. We can actually fly a satellite around it and count how long it takes a satellite at a certain speed to get all the way around. It's phenomenal. In fact, this is why your fitness tracking watch has to update its AGPS every so often because our spheroid is not perfect. And so we get, we'll have drift. Um, it would cause airplanes to not be able to go. It would cause your Strava maps to look like shit if you're tracking that kind of thing. So we did ask around in our circle to find out. Um, we certainly don't know any flat earthers personally, but we were curious to know if we knew any flat earth ancillaries. Did we happen to maybe have a friend who had a friend or a family member? And it turns out we do. So we're going to keep it just to flat earth for now because we discovered all kinds of interesting things. And in fact, what it takes for a seemingly normal individual to suddenly believe that the earth is flat. So, JP, if you'd like to introduce our guests, I'm going to shuffle the microphone across the table, and uh, we're going to get the down low on just how, how one man can descend into flat earth insanity. All right, so our local expert, like I said, we have experts, and they're all local. Uh, her name is Sari, and she's done some extensive research on this stuff. Uh, the reason why, from what I understand, is uh, she started looking this up because she wanted to understand. She, she put her deep sea diving suit on and said, 
nice morass of shit that we're trying to maneuver our way to understand why these people believe what they believe. Uh, and she's come up with some really good research, uh, extensive research, going back further than probably most people realize, you know, that are not taking a uh, surface glance at the topic. So, Star, if you would like to give us the, uh, the background, the history, and what you found, uh, tell us what you got. Go ahead, the mic's all yours. So, the reason why I started... The reason why I started um, looking into Flat Earth is because about three years ago, I went to a funeral and it was my grandmother's funeral and my father proceeded to tell everybody outside the church in the parking lot that the earth was flat and that it was a disc. And I thought, hmm, that's strange. What a strange concept in a strange place at a funeral with a bunch of people that I don't know. And he's standing outside talking about how the earth is flat like a disc. So I just walk back inside and mind my own business. Then I hear that Tila Tequila also thinks that the earth is flat and that it's a disc. She kind of went crazy and decided that the earth was flat um, and that this is the second earth. And all this other crazy stuff. You just have to look up her craziness on YouTube. I almost spit my monster out over this <laughs> fucking microphone. Go ahead. Okay. So I decided, all right, I'm going to look into this. Because there was also a basketball player named Kyrie Irving. Who also decided that he believed that the earth was flat as well. And that he had done research enough to know that the earth was flat. He did go to Duke. I don't know where he went, but <laughs> but uh, he decided that the earth was flat based upon his research. What research he did, I don't know. So I decided, well, I'm going to do my own research because enough people are talking about flat earth. And I thought that this was decided long ago. And I don't need to do a bunch of math. I just look in the sky and the moon's round and the sun round. And it, that's what it looks like to me. So I just assume that the earth is also round. So, um, universe does favor round. Yeah. So, I mean, I just figured the earth is probably round because of that as well. Um, and I'm not questioning NASA like other people do. So in my research topics, I found that they think the earth is, is flat and not round because there are no real pictures of the flat earth or the round earth, that they're all CGI pictures, and that we never went to the moon, and that's why the earth is flat. Can you elaborate, because we never went to the moon, we as in the United States of America, the government. Can you elaborate as to why people think that isn't real? Because there are there is some deception going on with the entire mission. I'm not saying, listen, Neil Armstrong isn't a fucking liar. Uh, he's a man from Ohio. He's a man of integrity. Integrity. Local. Okay. A local expert, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> yes. But there were things that they did that were deceptive. Could you please elaborate on that quickly? And then we're going to pass the mic up. So a news organization requested footage 
from NASA for the uh, the lunar landing and all of that, like their trip up there, and they requested footage. So NASA sent them the unredacted, unedited footage, and it showed Buzz Aldrin had taped something around the inside of the what was the it the Apollo? Module? Yeah, the Apollo to make it seem like we were closer to the moon than what we were, or no, I'm sorry, further away from the earth than what they actually were. They were still in low earth orbit when this occurred. And then they also have video of him taking that off of the window. So people say, oh, well, we never left low earth orbit and there's the proof. Um, NASA also has a more recent video talking about I think the spacecraft Orion and how they were trying to get through the Van Allen radiation belt and they were looking for a quicker and easier way to get through the Van Allen radiation belt and a safer way. And people think because of that video that we never went through the Van Allen radiation belt. There's also a video of a guy from NASA saying that we lost the technology in order to go to the moon. So. It basically comes down to NASA and things that they said that they didn't clarify and people took literal. And I think that that's what the problem is. I just want to add something really quickly. Uh, I did some, uh, this is the only research that I'm going to be doing on this topic because I've been hearing about it for a while and it just makes me more angry and I don't need any anything else to contribute to, my, to what could be high blood pressure and perhaps a stroke from all that I'm surrounded by on a daily basis. I work, <laughs> I, 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 I can't, I can't do it. But what I can tell you is this, there used to be, now for anybody who's listening that's young, there used to be this airplane that the French and the British put together. It's called the Concorde. Concorde was a supersonic jet. The supersonic jet means that it's cruising speed between London, that's a city in England, that's on the other side of the Atlantic Ocean, traveling to New York City, which is on our side, or the North American side of the Atlantic Ocean, was traveling at 1,341 miles an hour, which puts it right at Mach 2. The cockpit, which is a great, funny word, and if you, it ever, is. If you ever want to take a look at the cockpit of this fucking airplane, they had a navigating navigator seat, like the old days, with this huge control panel. It's really wild. It looks like a fucking spaceship. But out of the window... Where the pilots were sitting, you, it traveled at sixty thousand feet above the Earth. You could see the curvature of the planet. Now, I don't know what the flat Earth people have to say about the fucking Concorde. I guess those British Airways and Air France fucking pilots were in on it, and they were like, "Yeah, we, yeah, you know, we saw it fucking curved, guy. Yeah, we're all in on the big fucking conspiracy." That's all I have to say. That's all. That's all the research I did. Thank you very much. Well, that's all the research that you need to do. I mean, that and that's perfectly reasonable. Um, and, and of course, that's something that I really I want um, you know all of us to kind of address is what really does it take for everyone? I mean, the 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 sheer number of people that would have to be involved, really, and like and like the government, the post office can't even stop delivering my neighbor's mail to my house. Like they're not going to cock this up. Um, I don't really understand. But I wanted to say something important about NASA. Uh, there's a chap, and I'm going to put a link to it uh, when I post this. 
I cannot remember his name and I feel terrible, but he's, he's on YouTube and he's a videographer and he's older chap, um, you know, maybe sixties. He's been doing uh, videography for a long time since long before it was digital. And he talks about the going to the moon business. And he's like, listen, they didn't fake it. They could not have faked it. They didn't have the technology to fake it. To invent the technology to fake going to the moon was was outside of our technological capacity. Like we would have to have invented a lot of things, um, which reminds me of the Metalocalypse episode where the the dark cabal of guys are sitting around the table and they're talking about you know they're they're, they're plotting about doing this conspiracy going to fake going to the moon and it's going to cost this much money and this many lives and we're going to have to keep this many people quiet. We're going to have to kill all these people at the end. And someone goes. Well, it'd be cheaper to just actually fucking send someone to the moon. And they're like, oh, well, let's just do that then. Um, so I can't remember the guy's name, but he's got a great video and I will link it to that. It's about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes long. Uh, it was maybe outside of the time span um, for what you would think would be really thorough, but there's really not that much to debunk. Uh, he talks about some of the basic importance of film, how much film they would have had to have carried. I mean, they broadcast this thing live. So it wasn't digital. It, it was all of that was getting recorded to film. And like the, the sheer amount of film that like Kodak couldn't possibly have made that much film. It was impossible. So even just something like that, that's that simple. But I did learn from that video, one of NASA's biggest cock ups. It was the same thing. It was commercial footage somebody wanted uh, to, to tease it on the air before they had gone. So they set up a film room. And, then, and there's photographs of this and there's other film of there's, there's, you know, like a picture of a guy taking a picture uh, like, basically this is what it's going to look like. And they kind of, they had like a black backdrop and they had a mock-up lunar module and they had like an astronaut jumping up and down. And like, you know, this is a, you can, you can be like, oh, here's what it's going to look like. We've set up these props for you. These are some of our test items. And it was a publicity thing and no one thought about it for years. No one had anything to do with it. They they showed it on TV as a B-roll before the actual event happened. Everybody certainly at the time understood they haven't got to the moon yet, so this is just some TV, some TV magic, not real moon footage. And you know, when people started saying, "Well, we never went to the moon," somebody dug that up and said, "Well, look, they, look, here's they faked it. Look, it's fake, fake on film, fake stuff, fake astronaut, fake moon." And it's like, well, you without the context of they had been asked to do this. Um, one would think it would be very easy to find those documents, but things weren't kept on record back then the way that they are now. So, you know, if you didn't know that that was for promotional material, uh, maybe you would think that, and it could possibly be reasonable, but there's a million ways that you would stop yourself and say, okay, well, that's crazy talk. So, um, you know, just, but you hit all of the other NASA errors there. So, um, I'm going to give it back to you, Starry, so you can, uh, tell us more about what you learned. So also in my research, I came across a couple of different people and this is where the flat earthers always go to, they go to these same arguments. So she's got notes, guys, notes, pages and pages of notes. So basically what it comes down to is biblical literalism. These people actually take the Bible literally when they talk about the earth. 
So when they say in the Bible that there's a firmament, there that's what flat earthers believe is the dome. So they talk about a dome and that we can't leave Earth orbit. That's why we didn't go to the moon. So this comes from the Bible. The second thing is the Samuel Robotham. He actually came up with the ice wall that we call Antarctica. So describe the ice wall, please. It is, I believe, 150 miles long, and it's supposedly around all of the continents keeping the water in it's the just, flat earth. It's just like the wall that uh, Westerosi built to keep the wildlings and the, and the white walkers out of the Seven Kingdoms. Without the magic wall. Correct, yes. Yeah. Or the Great Wall of fucking China to keep all the goddamn Mongolians out. And the their second thing that the flat earthers always refer to is the distance the sun is away. 1816 and 1884. He also created the Zetetic Society. Um, and then once he died, this lady Elizabeth Blunt picked it up and she created the Universal Zetetic Society. And their objective was to propagation of knowledge of cos- cosmogeny. I can't even say that word. Cosmology? No, cosm- cosmogony. O-S-M-O-G-O-N-Y. No, that's a fake word. Okay. Fake news! Fake words! With the holy scripture. Sorry. So they wanted to basically. Apologetics. Right. So it, it's all about religion, once again. And they published a flat earth journal that was monthly between 1901 and 1904. Yeah, monthly. A monthly journal. All the news that's fit to print. Then. So the the next thing that the flat earthers like to bring up is, okay, that the earth appears round in pictures, um, video, as well as outside of aeroplanes because of the curvature of the lens. You hear them say, oh, you got tricked by the fisheye lens. Well, that comes from this guy. And his name is Samuel Shenton. And he created the International Flat Earth Society in 1956. These are the people I found on Facebook. Yes. And when confronted, when we put satellites up and, you know, the press said, hey, Mr. Shenton, what do you think about these satellite images? And he literally said, that it was a wide angle lens and you can be fooled by those photographs if you have an untrained eye. And I'm not really sure what kind of trained eye you would have to have in order to tell if a photograph was fake or not from a satellite, well, but apparently this guy has it. If you need to ask, 
You ain't got it. <laughs> and then, finally, in the more modern era, in about 2004, a young chap named Daniel Shenton, which is not related to Samuel Shenton, who I just spoke about, He's a whoa, different guy. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Wait a yeah. minute. I gotta ask this. This is—is this—is this just a a coincidence, or is we have some sort of genetic, mental defect running like cross generationally, and some they're like eighteenth cousins, five times removed, but they both have the crazy eye. Is that possible? I think it's probably possible. The <laughs> the spelling is the same, and they're both into flat Earth. Oh, so. Yeah. <laughs> In 2004, he resurrected the Flat Earth Society, bringing it around in a, in a web-based discussion forum called the FlatEarthSociety.org. And then in 2009, that kind of went off from there. And I think that was right around the time that Tila Tequila went crazy with the Flat Earth, the Earth is a disc. And then social media kind of picked it up from there. There's also a young lady in Canada who started a flat earth trend as well. And she was actually a media artist. Uh, yeah, what was her thing? She was, uh, she was not a pop singer. No, uh, multimedia artist Kay Burns recreated the Flat Earth Society of Canada as an art project with her alter ego, Iris Taylor, as its president. She created an installation entitled the Museum of the Flat Earth, which included some artifacts from the 1970 group. Hope the admission was free. It was exhibited in the 2016 Flat Earth Outpost Cafe in Shaul Bay, Newfoundland. Okay, so, I got another question about that. So in your research, did you happen to see any pictures of this museum? It sounds like the kind of place I'd like to hang out um, for sure. I was at first, when you mentioned it, very excited to hear that someone was making an art project. Usually when a mixed media artist like myself makes, makes a project about something like that, it's a joke. It's for fun. Uh, we're using art to sort of comment on something we see in society that we think maybe is absurd. Um, but it sounds like since they hung it up in their own cafe, was she also drinking the Kool-Aid? Was this a labor of love dedicated to the Flat Earth Society? I think she was drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah. It was out of a saucer, though, not out of a cup. <laughs> so well done. You'll hear a lot of these same comments from flat earth people. They talk about how we couldn't get through the Van Allen radiation belt. Um, we can't get out of low earth orbit because of the firmament. Um, you'll find a lot of videos on YouTube with some very crude, you know, rocketry. I wouldn't, maybe not crude rocketry, but rocketry that is not up to the standards of NASA, you know, because basically a rocket is a bomb. It's a lot of fuel that you have to use to get that ass up in the air. And yeah, through the atmosphere. Get that ass up in the air. This, if you read a fucking NASA space book, that's what it says. I'll tell you what, it takes a lot to get this ass up in the air as well. <laughs> and um, I'll tell you what, there's uh, escape velocity, man, can be, can be hard to reach. Um, you got to have the right cockpit, I guess. Like the one on the fucking Concorde? Ow! 
Yeah. Well, you'll see some of these videos and then you'll see the rocket just kind of stop and it kind of spins in the air because there's this thing called the atmosphere. And if you don't have enough fuel to push the rocket through that dense thickness of the atmosphere, you're not going to go anywhere. But they think that this proves that there's a firmament. But they have no scientific knowledge behind any of the things that they're saying. They're just really repeating things that other people have said, and they're not really looking into it. Yeah, you're dead to nuts right on that one. Um, I ran into a lot of this uh, looking at some of the models that were in the Netflix um, documentary where, you know, they would say, well, there's this dome, this dome, this dome. Um, and it, there's way back in the Middle Ages, there's a there's a, a, was a bit of a debate. People were trying to sort of figure out uh, why the planets, well, they thought the planets were stars because they kind of look the same why the planets were moving what they call in retrograde, which they, they were, they would double back on themselves and make these loop-de-loops throughout the year rather than moving straight across uh, in the same way that uh, the, the, what, what we call now stars are, the actual stars. So there was some big debate about that and there were some uh, issues about, and, and, you know, they were, I think trying to reconcile some of these things with, uh, well, with how they interpreted things that they, they read in the Old Testament. Uh, but there was some crystal sphere theories that, well, you know, there's a bunch of, they're tracking around on a bunch of these crystal spheres, these objects, and some of the spheres are bigger and smaller, and some of them are moving in different ways. And if you go back, um, you can do Google searches and see, like, drawings of people who are trying to build these models of these things, try to imagine. And the effort involved in trying to build a model that worked that had everything stuck on these individual levels, kind of like Chinese or not Chinese, uh, Russian nesting dolls of crystal spheres and planets are in, stuck in one or some planets are in one and some are in the other and everybody's kind of moving around. It was so complicated. You, you couldn't build it at all. And this is, of course, um, you know, you get into like um, Galileo and, you know, later on, um, much later on, like Johannes Kepler and people who actually said, you know, if we really were to simplify this, let's look at the simplest solution. Um, Often we find um, the simplest solution is the one that requires the, the least energy, the least exceptions, and is the least difficult to build a model of once we understand it thoroughly. So I was fascinated by the model builders um, in, the, in the flat earth. They would go, you know, here's, our, here's our, our model. Let's hope it works, you know? And, and this is an amazing, let's hope it works because I either don't understand the mathematics or the proposed physics or the rules behind this model, or um, I'm a bad builder. I'm not really sure. It was amazing to see uh, the model building. And it was a callback to that, I thought, to that crystal sphere situation. And we did struggle with some geocentrism um, early on. Uh, you know, Aristotle really was the, the progenitor of that geocentric crystal sphere situation. But, you know, eventually even the Catholic Church caved and they were like, you know what, you guys are right. We really looked at this. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, we can't make the models work. If, if it works on a big scale, it should work on a small scale. You know, this is why that simplified model of the solar system that everybody sees when they're kids, where the, the, the sun is in the center and all the planets are on the different sticks and you crank the thing and they all kind of rotate. It's simple gears. It's easy. We can replicate that. You know, you can't replicate this firmament 
crystal sphere situation. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and one of the things I know that Tila Tequila completely lost her mind. And um, I sometimes frequent the Reddit um, sub Reddit called Conspiratard. And that's a really deep water you're getting into. It's there. really, it's really funny. I, I go there kind of like Reddit's I, I'm, fucking nasty on, on the surface. That's eating, deep. eating ice cream and, and like reading conspiratard. And there's a lot of, it's a lot of just sort of making fun of this stuff. Um, you know, the time cube people, the flat earth people, but on, on that subreddit and JP, there is some civility left in the world after all. Um, the, Tequila tequila is off limits. We we don't make fun of her. It's like it's like one of the rules on that subreddit, because we've we've come to like globally the conclusion that she's so mentally ill. It's not okay <laughs> to make fun of her, but she's funny as fuck, yo. And I make fun of her in my head anyways, because I'm a bad person. Um, but I think that I think that that's an important thing to keep in mind. Uh, this reliance on sort of uh, biblical theory, this apologetic sort of uh, trying to reconcile myth with science and reality. And also, I think there's a lot of propping up, a lot of propping up that has to be done. Is flat earth the beginning, the middle, or the end of the rabbit hole for these people? Did you did you find any any of that in your research or in your your personal experience with your parents? I think flat Earth is just the beginning for some of these people. It's um, the one on one. It's the introductory stage. Yeah, and some people drop out after that, and then other people go on to pursue multiple master's degrees. Yes, graduate yes. studies and fuck all nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and Eric Dubai is one of the proponents of flat earth right now and he's a young chap he's probably what 30s ish maybe maybe if i were to apply star wars uh villain villainy in this respect he to me he is fucking emperor palpatine okay not only is the earth goddamn flat but dinosaurs aren't fucking real i I don't have time for this well well you know there's another subreddit that is dinosaur earth yeah yeah uh reddit Slash R slash uh, mm-hmm. the, the Earth is a dinosaur or dinosaur Earth. All about it. Uh, oh yeah, I spent a lot of time there, and I was gonna hold this back until the end. But you said dinosaurs. I didn't know. Um, they're they're they are joking, but every time someone posts that they 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 go around the internet. Every time someone posts a flat Earth image, they post a flat Earth image that's shaped like a dinosaur. Yeah, they're like, no, not flat, shaped like a dinosaur, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. absolutely hilarious. <laughs> If you go there, you can read the testimonies of dinosaur Earth believers who have been summarily removed, banned, kicked off, shouted out from flat Earth forums. Um, they're doing their best. They're fighting the good fight. In the name of all the Velociraptors. I'm sorry. Our guest, uh, sorry, go ahead, continue, please. I'm sorry. I kind of lost my shit for it because. I take the insults to T-Rex so and Triceratops as to be a direct um, insult. It's like insulting my fucking dog. Who the fuck do you think you are talking shit? There's no such thing as dinosaurs. So he is the emperor of fucking Palpatine. 
He's the most evil person in the flat earth world. I'm sorry. Dinosaurs I'm are sorry. Issues. Go ahead. But see, the dinosaurs not being real pissed me off. But it see? it wasn't it wasn't <laughs> as bad. It wasn't everybody. enough. That wasn't enough one. for me to walk away. I'm like, what in the world is going on here? So there's also the sun simulator that people think the sun is not real and we live on a flat earth that has a sun simulator. And this is because I believe Germany built this gigantic round. The best way I can describe it is like a lamp with a bunch of light bulbs in it. And they think that that's what's in above us. That's what the sun is. Brilliant. The thing that got me to just stop listening altogether to this garbage and try to figure out a common ground was that nuclear bombs are not real. And <laughs> Eric, Eric Dubé is also a proponent of nuclear bombs aren't real. And you can go down that rabbit hole all you want. But... That really, really bothered me, and I stopped. So um, I'm sure there's plenty more. Can you, can, do you have anything that you can give us? Like, Ray just said, sorry, Japan, because you know we're the only country in the world that's used nuclear weapons in a time of war. What is the explanation for the destruction of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, according to the Emperor Palpatine of the Flat Earth Fucking Basically, that they were bombed, but it was like a mother of all bombs situation, like a Moab, uh, but not a not a nuclear bomb because all of the plant life and everything else around there has grown back, and there's no problems, and people can eat the food and drink the water and la di da. They can eat the food and drink the water in Pripyat. They can. You shouldn't. But you can, and it has grown back. Oh, no, there, there's videos of a guy literally claiming to eat nuclear material. I'm not even kidding. So like, like, and No, ingesting it, saying that he's, <laughs> this doesn't make you sick. I'm not kidding you. It's on YouTube, and that's when I stopped watching. I, I couldn't do it. The Internet is a two-edged sword. It, it, it can do a hell of a lot of damage, but it can hurt you as well. Right now, it's hurting my It really is. I, I absolutely can't. I can't do it. So, all right. What else do we got? What else do we got over, over here from the Flat Earth skeptic? Okay. Well, I'm not a Flat Earth skeptic. I'm a, I'm a scientist. So, you know. You don't say. Yeah, you don't say. You don't say. You don't say. Um, yeah, there's some interesting, there's something that I'd noticed and that was really, um, I thought it was really touching. It they they bring these scientists onto this Netflix documentary, and I'm I'm eating my ice cream in front of the TV, and I'm laughing my ass off. Like I'm just like smoking pot and watching this, and I'm laughing and I'm laughing. I'm like, oh great, they're bringing the MIT people into shit all over these dumb motherfuckers. It's gonna be awesome. And to the last one, these scientists were like, you know, we don't know what went wrong. These these people don't have. They're not dumb. They, they have reasoning skills. They have a strong sense of curiosity. And we're not sure where they took a left-hand turn and, you know, just 
just left the reservation. But the, the idea that perhaps these people can be reformed in some way and, and uh, that energy and curiosity, because the thing you hear from these conspiratards all the time, and, and I know I've got, I've got friends, you know what, guys, I'm fucking sorry. Sasquatch isn't real. There's no Loch Ness Monster. The government didn't do 9-11. We went to the fucking moon. Uh, you know what we did do? We gave syphilis to a bunch of black people. Uh, we routinely sterilized um, people who had depression and schizophrenia against their will. Our government routinely encouraged uh, orphanages to, to eliminate, by whatever means necessary, children who arrived on their doorsteps with congenital defects, with Down syndrome. Uh, we have done, our government has done terrible things. Um, you know, I'm, I'm with Jay when he says we need to focus on those types of things. I'm absolutely for that. Uh, so, you know, no offense to all my, all my conspiracy minded buddies. I want Squatch to be real, dude, for real. I really, really, really do. But you know what? I go out, I sit and I wait and I never see him. He's not real. It's fun. It's fun to talk about. It's fun to joke about. Um, so where do you take that, that, that curiosity that these people have and try to direct it towards something, uh, that's more constructive and more relevant to, uh, to life. There's so many things going on that, that do need to be looked into. You know, uh, we're still not really sure if the water in Flint is clean. And now they're telling me a lot of the water in Cuyahoga County has got lead in it too. You know, there's all kinds of shit that's going on that needs exposed. Um, railing against NASA, one of the few government agencies that actually may be doing some good for mankind uh, seems really painful to me. So I'm curious to know if either of you think that there's any hope for uh, reforming because the scientists that were in that movie were very kind about it. And I almost, almost felt a shred of guilt, but you know that my soul is as black as pitch and I still, I made fun of them till the, till the bloody gruesome end when they, their experiment failed and they said, we'll just have to do it again. And I'm like, keep firing assholes. I will say something. Um, don't mind. When you brought up, um, Gateway ladder that can lead down rabbit hole to other crazy conspiracies like the Nazi base in Antarctica, um, Nazi UFOs. I, 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 you know, all this crazy shit that has to deal with the Third Reich. Not to mention Big Ben and Nazi moon base. Yeah, Nazi moon base. Okay, on the dark side of the moon. I guess that's where fucking Optimus Prime is hanging out to, and he's waiting so. to fight the fucking Germans as well. But here's the thing, and I forget who said it. And on a very serious note, I forget who said it. I don't know if it was Joe Rogan. Um, when you have a mind that starts to skew, like if you have a conspiratorial bend in, in your thinking, you begin to see everything with a certain kind of lens, then everything appears to be a conspiracy. That's the so this was, uh, this was, and I don't know where you heard it, it's been cited a lot in probably the last year, six months to a year. Uh, I believe it was Psychology Today. Uh, someone did a study uh, on conspiratorial thinking because this has become such a problem with the internet and with people being surrounded by these uh, influence bubbles. You know, now I can, I, can go to, I can go to YouTube and because I've looked at enough flat earth, you should see this shit. YouTube recommends me. I clear my YouTube feed off before people come to my house. I don't want them turning my smart TV on and being like, what the fuck, dude? Like the kind of shit that pops up. And the study basically, and I can find it and post it uh, when we put the audio up. I can post it in the links. It's, uh, 
basically came to the conclusion after interviewing hundreds and hundreds of these people that once you start believing that something's being kept from you, you start seeing lies and shit being kept from you all over the place. And that if someone who believes one, someone who believes one conspiracy theory, like say, I don't think we went to the moon, they're also likely to believe in all the other conspiracy theories they hear, even if those theories contradict each other. So like, they'll say, well, we never went to the moon, but there's a Nazi moon base up there. Well, it can't fucking be both, bro. It can't be both. How, can, how the fuck can it be both? It doesn't matter. Because somebody lied once, everybody's lying all the time. So, I mean, the question is, is there hope for these people? Um, you know, I can't tell in, in my looking whether there's an epidemic of people or there's like 200 people and they're just really loud and they post a lot of YouTube videos. <laughs> like, I can't tell. Um, and I know that some people are probably lost uh, or mentally ill, um, you know, when unbalanced in one sense or another. But does it seem like there's hope for, like, you think your dad will ever not believe this stuff? I don't think he would never not believe it. I think he's bought it. Like, this is it. Yeah. Lifetime commitment. But that documentary that you were referring to, there was that one chap who was trying to find if there was a curvature of the earth by using light and yeah, yeah, a poster board of some sort. And he said, I didn't give enough credit to people that do actual experiments. This is really hard. Science. And hard admission of, that was hard honesty. Yeah. And I was quite taken aback by that because usually when somebody wants to prove their point like i.e the earth is flat you're not going to give the other side who is you know saying you're wrong the earth is round any type of credit and he really he gave them credit and then towards the end of the documentary he was quite surprised at what he found he seemed to be curious so i think for people like that yes but for people like my dad who are kind of set in their ways and kind of conspiratorial anyways, they don't trust people. They think they're right. They think what they think is right all the time. Then no. Something else that I think uh, we touched on. Sorry, had talked about um, the biblical Literal, the, the literal translation or the literal interpretation of reading the Bible and interpreting it exactly as they want. And I'm not trying to shit on anybody's book. But that book isn't oh, a Oh, shit away, book. by all means. Not a science book. We're all friends here. At, at best, it is a very, very biased account of the history of the Jews about 3,000 years ago. And I'm not, I'm no anti Semite. But that's what it is. There's a lot of good shit that's in there. I'm not, you know, the supernatural stuff aside, there's a lot of bad shit that's in there too. But it's not a science book. It never has been. And the attempt to try to incorporate into a scientific discussion is retarded. Hey, 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 now, now, be nice. We don't use the R word here. There you go. 
You gotta you gotta shorten it. Can't use a hard R. No. No hard R's like here. No hard R's here. Um I think you know that's an that's an important um that's an important question. We see even going back to the to the scopes monkey trials, um, you know, this this ongoing debate about evolution and not evolution, whatever that is, um, however that works. That going going back, 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 all through history, we see religion trying to co-opt scientific language and scientific um, quote rigor, I guess, to to prove that it is that it is correct and it is the right way to do things. And it's disingenuous um, at best and malicious at worst. So um, I have a real hard time with that. I believe that one can be religious and a scientist at the same time. Uh, it's very important. It's very important to look at the work of men like Max Planck, who said that science, religion, and art are all part of the same thing, this gestalt theory that the whole was bigger than the sum of its parts. And to be informed philosophically and in a humanitarian way, we get that from our religious culture. And that's very important. And for some of us that have sacred texts, my faith has sacred texts, they're important. Um, that doesn't inform whatsoever my, my studies of the cosmos. That, that's not, it's two separate things. And because I have these separate parts of me, the artist part of me, the scientist part of me, the religious person part of me, the athlete part of me, all of those things are me and I'm better for having all of those things. To only have one would not be, would not be good. And I, and I, that's, I, I do think that there's a disingenuous effort to create that environment where, um, what do they call that? False equivalency. Yeah. You have to, if you're going to teach evolution, you also have to teach not evolution, um, which is absurd to me because not evolution is not a scientific field of study. It doesn't belong in the science classroom. I mean, we can debate it in a philosophy room uh, and we should be, we should in, in high school and in junior high school and maybe even in grade school, People should be debating philosophy. They should be thinking about uh, the greater questions of humanity. And that way, these things are out in the open and they're seen as an important field of study, but completely separate from science. They need to not be physical science or hard science. Or, um, they're hard sciences for a reason. They're real improvable, the physical thing. So uh, I, I struggle with that also. I didn't feel like a lot of people in the flat earth documentary were big on the religious thing, but I got that from a lot of my other research. And I guess if I had, if I, if I could get on Joe Rogan with Eddie Bravo, I would just be like, Mr. Bravo for fucking real. God, not God, you know? Um, but I have the same question for the guys. Have you guys heard this? We're all living in a computer simulation that, um, this was documented. Right on, right on. And it ended as something about a Christ figure. Yeah, Keanu Reeves. Sacri Jesus sacrificial Christ. lamb. So, no, no, so no, I hear this. I hear he's a nice chap. I have a, I have a friend who's, who is not a conspiracy theorist that I know, but is definitely a hypochondriac. So I think that, that there could be some mental issues there. 
Um, hi, Kaz. Hope you're listening. Um, he thinks, or or he thinks it's interesting. It's it, intriguing to harass me about it that we're all living in a computer simulation. And the bottom line is, well, that makes you a fucking creationist. If we're living it, you know, a computer simulation. We're all living in computer simulations. You know what that is? Fucking Christianity. Have a nice day. Because. That's all it is. It's just another way to sneak some illegitimate philosophy into science. Does that make people NPCs, or are we first-person players? Well, it's a good. That's a good question. Um, I guess it depends on whether you're a Calvinist or not. Oh yeah, because you have that predestination. Right. If you if you're if if you're in a computer simulation, you're creationist, and it's predestined, plotted out. You're, you're an NPC for sure. And and player one is God. Okay. Player one is God. Programmer is God. Um, I think that's a that's a horrible way to live personally, which is why I'm not a Calvinist. Can't so confirm. can't confirm. Like absolutely not a Calvinist. So I, I'm, not, I'm not interested in dealing with any of those tip fuckers, quite frankly. But the bottom line is, you can't call you can't call myth science. It isn't. Um. I struggled even in Catholic school and I went to a post-Vatican II, very liberal Catholic school. And it was talking about how, well, you know, the flood, the great flood, um, that's been, that's documented in the Bible and it's in, you know, the Epic of Gilgamesh and it's in all of these various stories, you know, it's in the Hindu tradition and on and on and on. It's like, so, well, well, because, each of these global cultures got this one event right around the same time. That means the rest of it's true, too. It's like, whoa, yeah, put your foot on the brake there. Take about 30% off. Uh, slow the fuck down. I want off the train. Because just because one thing is right, just because there's one conspiracy theory, just because I was lied to once doesn't mean that that's a permanent and ongoing thing. So, So really, now that I'm thinking of it, this is not a brand new idea, but it's a, it's a lack of the ability to distinctively cognate one circumstance from another. Simply because there's a synchronicity between the Great Flood happening in a, a, a wide variety of global religious traditions does not mean that everything in each of those books is accurate. Just because we can confirm one thing doesn't mean everything suddenly gets a pass. Crystal spheres, firmament, Seven days, woman came from man's rib. What a fucking joke. Um, you know, woman came from man's rib. That's just an excuse to make me and my sisters second-class citizens, and I'm not standing for that. You know, so there's it's an inability to, to divide those things, and I think we're seeing that with the conspiracy as well. That's what I think. Bunch of crazy I think a lot of the conspiracies come from people's mistrust of authority and government in general. Righteousness. Um, yeah, I think it's well placed with respect. To right. Yeah. Because, you know, they've lied about so many things. So why should they believe that there's an international space station and that satellites are real and, all of those things. Why? Because somebody else is telling them this. Well, somebody else told them a lot of other things that weren't true too. And when you get down to it, people really distrust authority because of them being lied to. 
No, they don't distrust it enough to revolt, but I think it's a good start at least. I think skepticism, I think, is very healthy, but when it gets, the problem is, and, and you know what, here's again, again, that's my point about the internet being a two-edged weapon, because there's an incredible wealth, it's, it's an incredible wealth of information at your fingertips. There's a lot of fucking bullshit out there. And when I talk about bullshit, that's not about cat videos playing on the fucking piano. I mean, there's, remember when we were talking about making our, our new religion, the sixth book, sixth book of Moses? Yes, I do quite and well. And we were told, don't fucking do that, because you put it up there, People will believe you, and they will start fucking following, you know, whatever, you know, we had Jeff the God of Biscuits in the book again. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and that was a really good point, because people want to believe the shit that they're ingesting. Yeah, we wanted, we, wanted to make up, we wanted to make up the sixth book of Moses and the lost tribe of, of Israelites, and we, we were going to write this very convincing. We were going to put up a website. We were going to fake documents and do photographs, like a funny art project. And we weren't going to tell anybody, but we we're just going to set it out there, buy some Google AdWords, and walk away from it and see what happened. And we thought this would be great fun and a great experiment. And people started warning us that it was a terrible idea. Um, you're going to up like fucking cult leaders. You're going to be in charge of a cult. And it's like, no, no, no. And they're like, no, really, look at, look at the kind of ridiculous shit people believe. Like, you're just adding. 100%. You're just going to make the world a worse place. And I was like, man, I just wanted to have some laughs and maybe like, you know on the daily show or something like i didn't want to i didn't want to fuck anybody's life up so we kind of we kind of put that on the back burner unfortunately now we have like 4chan and uh they're they're the start of a great of a great many hoaxes gone awry and it's very interesting uh the free bleeding thing was one of those one of those topics someone posted a picture on 4chan and it was it's been years and it was I don't know if it was from an art project or something, but it was a woman sitting on a park bench with the blood all over the crotch of her pants, wearing white pants. And it was like, you know, I shouldn't have to wear a pad or a tampon or whatever. And it was like some kind of joke or an art project, someone just being a shithead. And it just got left there. It got left and they got removed from 4chan and it started appearing in other places. And people started saying, oh, you know, feminine hygiene products are oppression. I'm not going to wear them either. And I know women who now practice this. And um, first of all, I'm not sure why women are having periods at all. There's a vaccination for that. I get one um, and haven't seen my bloody friends since I was like 19. So I'm a happy camper. I'm not really sure why anyone would suffer with that if they didn't have to. Um, but, you know, it, it made its way out from being a joke and turned into something I mean, it's unhygienic. Let's just put it there. It's unhygienic. Um, of course, Fortune thinks it's great. So, um, you know, over time, without that context, uh, same thing with the with the NASA B roll in the in the movie studio. You know, lost its context, and now it's part of the conspiracy. So, I think that's I think that is a huge problem. And I liked something that you said, Jay, about the. Um, you know, the distrust of authority, you know, people won't revolt, but maybe this is a start. Um, I think, I think somewhere deep in your heart, you're having a, a, a softening towards the flat earth conspiracy. Perhaps they will lead the revolution. No. I, <laughs> I think you like that. I don't think I was referring to them specifically, but I do appreciate what 4chan does. 
I, I enjoy what they put. Like, remember Shia LaBeouf, they, he will not divide his flag. He put that up, then they took it down. So he took the flag. This is not bullshit. This has actually happened. He took the flag to a secure location and put up a, a, a webcam mm-hmm. filming the flag uh, on, and put up the website. The people on 4chan were, uh, were, were looking at the stars, the, the celestial pattern that was above it. And as, as, the, as, the, as the Earth, yes, that's right, the Earth is round and it went, went on our orbit, they noted the pattern of the stars. So then somebody drove their car and started honking their horn to see if the sound of the horn showed up on the audio from the feed. Did. They found that fucking flag and took it down. Then he moved it to London. Then somebody did something in London where they took it down and put up a MAGA hat mm-hmm. and a pair of underwear. I, I don't know if that's exactly right. <laughs> but I, I absolutely love it when people, when, when celebrities get fucked with. And I appreciate their work. I mean, is it all great? I can't speak to whether it's all great or not. I enjoy a little bit of fuckery from the trolls. Oh yeah, I like the fuckery for sure. So. For sure, I'm. I'm 100. I don't want anybody to ever say I'm not 100 percent pro fuckery. I definitely am. All right. So for our guests, sorry. Do you have anything else you'd like to add before we wrap this up? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, Ray, I'm going to turn it over to you if you have anything, and then we'll get into. Uh, no, just uh, extra insightful. Um, I love having my questions answered. Again, local experts, always a great time. Northeast Ohio is filled with uh, so many brilliant people um, here in the uh, the great Republic of the Western Reserve. Uh, us freshwater people have some cool stuff to say. So I'm um, looking forward to uh, continuing to bring people on. We have some uh, gaming computer rig builders I want to bring on and talk about some technology with them a little bit i know we're looking to uh have a discussion about anarchy here coming up soon and we want to do some uh some punk rock as well um eventually i'd like to be able to uh i was liking the idea we had earlier today about bringing some of the local jujitsu folks in here and have some chit chat with them about uh you know some of the some of the great benefits that uh athletics have have had for jay and myself over the years um you know I I don't uh, I don't imagine we will run out of interesting people to talk to or uh, no, wacky questions to ask them. So it's uh, easy pickings out here. Uh, well, in closing, sorry, we both like to thank you for coming on. Thanks uh, for, for being here, man. For our podcast, thank you for doing the research that you did. We really appreciate it. Uh, great talk. We love to have you back when we do current events show where we're going to pull the most fucking news articles that we discuss them from the most ridiculous people that we could do that show you know i have day, a i have a great job. i have a great proposal for that um actually and i think uh it, it would be outstanding each each one of us brings an article but doesn't tell the others what it is i think that's great what and, do you think We'll just uh, okay. we'll just let's just fucking burn it to write the ground. That, yeah, we'll write that down. We're yeah, someone do someone take a note. It, we don't have to write it down. It's on the record. It's on the record. Yeah. Well, you you you, you collegiate types. Um, no, I don't have anything else. I know uh, the International Fittering Unit uh, will be uh, at the Odd Mall Festival, Arts and Crafts Festival in Alliance, uh, and that's sometime in August. 
So I know we got that coming up. Um, I don't have any gallery shows coming up right now, guys. I'm just doing a ton of uh, ton of teaching. Everybody's uh, on summer vacation. Everybody wants private painting lessons. So, um, you know, you can send this podcast a message if you need to hire a painting instructor. I'm available. <laughs> right. Excellent. Um, there's also a website if people are interested in building their own custom lightsaber. It's form5sabers.net. Demo.us. Demo.us. Email address is form five sabers. That's spelled out one word. Yeah, and uh, for those of you who have um, listened at all to us before, uh, my brother Jeff uh, and I are doing these custom lightsaber builds. They're a ton of fun. Um, we're findable just on the website for now. Probably we'll put up an Instagram. I'm not too interested in doing a website, but uh, feel free to talk about uh, lightsabers with us on the podcast Facebook page. I'll post some photos there. And um, we're hoping to do some kind of a video project with the lightsabers. We want to do some fights and do a take apart and kind of show people how the build is done. Uh, it's fun and easy to build your own lightsaber. Or if you're lazy or don't have any machining parts, uh, Jeff and I will be glad to take your commission dollars. I can speak from experience that uh, their, their, their work is in quality. Affordable, and that's just not a plug. I own one. Uh, I got it uh, as far as a partial birthday present for myself. It's the first red one put together, and I'm well happy with it. My dog likes it, that's for sure, because it's so bright that we can go under the couch and find all the goddamn tennis balls that the dog pushes <laughs> purposely under our couch, and uh, use the lightsaber to get the uh, get all the toys and shit from us. That's just one of its many functions. It's Multifaceted one of the many functions of a of a Sith saber, for sure. Um, as far as uh, getting a hold of us across all platforms, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. When we have Twitter, we are at JNRayTalk. Same for Instagram. Our email address is JNRayTalk, email.com. And look us up, Dope Talks Ray, on Facebook. Uh, a couple of shout-outs to my buddy Chris G. And, of course, to Joe B., I'd like to see both you motherfuckers really soon, especially Chris. Hopefully a week from today he'll be on the show. Yo, Chris, I heard there's weed up in this bitch. There may be. Cannot confirm. Can confirm. Snitches get stitches. Um, Chris is a punk rock uh, musician and a fellow anarchist. He will be on the show to discuss the the multi-layers of anarchist theory, the different schools. We're going to break them down. It's probably going to be one of the longer shows that we're going to put together because it's something we all feel very passionately about. I'm really looking forward to that. Joe, on the other hand, he is a musician, a folk musician and songwriter uh, from Cleveland. And, and we're going to be knocking off the uh, the WCPN Tiny Desk concert for that. Um, and oh, he'll have some, uh, have some live stuff in here. Get a couple recordings on and uh, let That'd him perform some of his songs. Yeah, we're looking forward to having him on there. Uh, as far as thanks, I'd like to thank Sal the Agorist or Sal the Agorist. Uh, his Twitter handle is at Sally Mayweather. Uh, his website is sallyagoras.com. We've been corresponding back and forth about microphones and shit. Sal, I bought the wrong goddamn microphones. Pictures that I took, they're not the right fucking microphones. I got to buy new fucking microphones. We're using the screens and the little condoms to put over the fucking microphone. I was really excited. I'm really disappointed now. I have to go back to the fucking drawing board. But uh, I appreciate all the help and the insight. And, of course, uh, his content he has uh, on his website. He runs a podcast about the Agora. And we will be talking extensively about the Agora in the Anarchy. So uh, that's all I have. Um, 
guys are done, we'll sign off. We appreciate everybody listening. Thank you again to our beautiful guests uh, coming in here to uh, educate people on the flat earth. Uh, even though I hate the fucking topic, glad that we did it. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming, and uh, much love from the Flat Earth Appreciation Society. Bye. The sun is a mass of incandescent gas, a gigantic nuclear furnace, where hydrogen is built into helium at a temperature of millions of degrees. Yo ho, it's hot. The sun is not a place where we could live, but here on